Hey friends, I'm Laura Malone and I'm obsessed with all things coaching, self-coaching, life coaching, specific niche coaching, all of it. For 20 years, I've been a traveling, homeschooling, full-time ministering, multi-passionate mom who finally decided to take the dream of starting my own business off of that top shelf. I realized that what I'd been doing all my life was called coaching. Then I found out it could be both ministry to those around me and a business blessing. Now I'm sharing everything I've learned over the years as coach, entrepreneur, and imperfect human who's still in process. I'm inviting you to my table laid out with a feast of spirit-led strategies, tangible tools, growth God's way, and clarity about your callings in life. So get ready to become the hero in your own story and an amazing guide to others. And now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Christian Life Coach Collective. This episode is flowing from episode number 27, where we talked about buffering and how it keeps you stuck and avoiding reality. Today, I want to get into how you might be buffering instead of building your business and really showing up as an entrepreneur and as a coach. So let's cover what buffering is once again. It's using external things, people, and experiences to change what you experience internally, causing you to deny and avoid reality. So it's using things, people, and experiences to help you avoid certain emotions that you don't want and help you pursue certain emotions you do want, thus avoiding and denying the reality, the truth that you're really living in, since what is true in life remains true, regardless of your choice to try and go around it. So that could be like avoidance of feeling fear or pressure, discomfort, lack, That's a big one for us, fear of lack or um, disappointment, discouragement, hard work, shame, even success intolerance is something that we don't want to experience. And it could also be pursuing feelings of immediate gratification or satisfaction, success and comfort, ease or simplicity, and false peace, basically. It can look like doing unimportant tasks that are still work and probably need to be done, but just aren't the priority. So doing housework rather than business work, calling a friend to chat about work instead of sending the email that people are waiting for because it takes the brain, you know, it feels like it takes brain energy you don't think you have right now. It's doing things that you know how to do and feel good about instead of tackling the things that you're unsure about or the things you have to research and learn how to do before you can tackle them. So how do you find yourself most often buffering when it comes to your business? If you are becoming a coach or starting a new business or trying to grow your coaching business, what are the kinds of things that you're doing um, when you start hitting those walls, when you start feeling emotions that are uncomfortable for you, or things that you want to avoid, what kind of things do you do? And you really, it's um, important to start paying attention to your way of coping with things. Everybody does something different. And like I said in in episode 27, you have never seen a toilet sparkle as it sparkles when I'm, you know, buffering (laughs) because I don't, especially when I hit the tech wall in entrepreneurship and having to discover a new way to do something. You know, I just simply want to teach something. I just want to coach something. 
And instead, I have to research and compare and find a new platform and create a new account and decide, should I create a a free account? Should I take the trial? Should I upgrade? Should I, oh my gosh, the decision fatigue is often something that comes along with solopreneurship that is overwhelming. There are so many options and there's so many things that you don't know that you don't know yet until you suddenly know about it. (laughs) And then you think you have to decide, you know, is that for you? Is it not for you? Is it right for your business? Or you start it only to find out in the middle of it after you've paid thousands of dollars that it's not right for you. And then that causes you to experience, um, you know, just the pressure internally next time you're faced with a similar, similar situation where you're like, I just don't know what to do. I've had a bad experience when I tried this before. So when you're faced with having to make those decisions, you might go clean a toilet. You might actually get your bills paid. (laughs) You might do all kinds of things to avoid having to deal with an internal experience that's uncomfortable, or you're looking for something to be more satisfying than it really is, or you're, you're looking for it to be more successful more immediately than it's going to be. And so you go do things that you know you're successful at, you know you're going to feel good, you know you're gonna have that dopamine snack. If you go post something encouraging and immediately have, you know, 200 likes on that. That's just more fun, right? Than tackling this unknown thing in front of you as you build your business and become a great coach. So you need to understand how you deal with things so that when you are doing them, you are more self-aware of what you're doing. It will come to you more quickly and you can find that you're avoiding something or you're pursuing things, things that you shouldn't be pursuing, Um, I had a a moment last night where I was very tired and I wanted to go to sleep, but I also didn't want the day to end and I didn't want today to start. It was all stuff that was just in my brain. It, It was my thinking. I wanted my down day to keep going. I didn't want a new day with new problems to arise. And so... I saw myself at 11.30 opening my iPad to dive into a fiction book just to keep my day of rest going. And I realized I was going to read a book in order to prolong my day, even though my body was exhausted and ready for sleep. But my thinking was that I wanted to keep pursuing the experience of a down day, and I wanted to avoid the experience of a new day that was going to require more from me. I wanted to push that away. And so reading a book and staying up longer was a way that I was buffering and I I do that often with TV shows, if you've ever just thought I'm going to watch one episode just to check out and turn my brain off. And then you let it like the, um, whatever you call that, the instant replay, like where it just goes on to play the next episode. And you find that you've watched three or four episodes 
it's because your brain doesn't want what you're experiencing to stop and you are pushing off the experience that comes next even if it's rest because if you go to sleep you will eventually have to wake up (laughs) it keeps happening like groundhog day so understanding what you use to buffer even if it's seemingly good you're misusing it Anything that you use to buffer in your life to avoid an experience or emotion or to pursue one is misusing that very concept, um, person, thing, or experience. It's misusing it. It's using it in the wrong way for the wrong reason or in the wrong timing. Okay, so how are you using relationships, substances, including food, um, sugar, uh, not just drugs or alcohol, but I'm, I'm talking about the everyday, seems like it's right to eat it, even eating, overeating in a healthy way, like eating healthy food too much can be a problem. That can be buffering. How do you use entertainment, chores, even other responsibilities, or working out, or doing work that doesn't need to be done right now to help keep you from entering into the reality of life zone. The life zone is fruitful, but it has challenges and resistance and hard things. And you can't learn things without a challenge. You can't build muscle without resistance. And you can't grow as a person without hard things to overcome. Being a business owner, an entrepreneur, a solopreneur of any kind offers you the ability to experience challenges, resistance, and hard things. If you don't want those things, then you don't want, your true goal is to not, sorry, your true goal is not to be a business owner. If you don't want challenges, resistance, and hard things on your plate, you don't want to be as a business owner. You don't want to become a coach who works for yourself. This is not what you want because when you want those things, if they are your true goal, then you accept that you, you will be faced with challenges, resistance, and hard things in front of you because you're going to grow and you're going to produce amazing things because growth requires um, pain. It's growing pains. And in order for you to become the godly business owner and the godly coach that you're called to be, you will need to expect resistance And trust God and lean into him as he helps you push through it and grow in your faith. So imagine that you're at Lowe's looking at paint swatches. You're looking for a color to paint your work desk and you want it to be vibrant and full of life. But somewhere in your mind, you hear you're not a good painter, that you aren't full of vibrancy in life, that you'll never amount to much in your job. And instead of leading you to that gorgeous deep marine blue paint swatch or that really pretty sage green or um, I can't think of the name of it, the gray that looks like it has a bit of sky blue mixed in kind of on the slate side. Instead of leading you there, your eyes tell you to be safe and go beige. And you start looking through the beige tones and see one called buffering beige. Yes, that's it just enough to say that you've actually painted the desk, but nothing that would point it out to anybody. 
Nothing that would scare your soul or challenge your MO. Nothing to hold you um, to achieving your dreams. It's just a bland color of life and nothing more. The buffering beige zone is no place to live. You've got to buy the new paint color and go with it after more energy and belief in yourself. You have to take a risk, even if it's calculated, and you have to want more than what you have in the beige zone. You have to realize that the life zone has so much more to offer you. So this is what buffering does. It tells you that compromise is satisfactory. It tells your nervous system there's nothing to be nervous about. It says you can simply change the rules anytime you like and just keep going back to the safe, dark space inside that keeps you comfy. Because, you know, for some reason it says comfy is worth it. But the problem is that you have dreams inside and they are the color of life. You cannot outrun the hard things. Your spirit and your soul know that there's more to live for and more to do. Your heart's beating for something and it knows that hope is attached to it. You were made to grow and stretch, to reach and expand the place of your tent pegs. You're called to things that require attention and you're made for life with abundant hope because you, my friend, are set apart to do great things with God. And your business deserves your attention. It deserves your presence. It deserves a relationship with you. You have to see your business, your coaching, and your dream as a relationship that, that you're in. And it, it's of most utmost important. It's not above your relationship with God or your family, but it does come before your relationship with Netflix or TJ Maxx or Doritos. And like every good relationship, your business will challenge you and require more of you than what you've ever given before. It'll call you into new territories and help you become somebody you never imagined you could be. And what's more, being in business with God will multiply all of this. Doing business his way and being led by the Holy Spirit into what he's called you to do, doing it how he called you to do it, is even more discomforting because it will not fit your neatly created plans. It will not line up with what all of the books and gurus tell you to do, but it will be far more fruitful. One of the underlying beliefs behind buffering is built on the lie that God is not for you. If you operate from a belief that there's nobody to hold you up, protect you, provide for you, and that you're on your own, you're going to live in the beige zone simply because you believe you are all that you've got. And that's how many of us live most of the time. Self-preservation has become a way of life in our culture instead of leaning on a village and trusting in others. But the spirit inside of you knows that the truth is that when you get uncomfortable and step out into what God's called you to, his mighty right hand is always holding you up. So in episode 27, I talked about the nothing from the never-ending story how it was out to devour everyone and everything, and yet it was simply nothing. I shared how buffering is like filling the void you feel with more void. I want to take you to 2 Kings 4 and the story of Elisha and the woman with jars for oil. This is what it says in the Bible. 2 Kings chapter 4, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets, 
That's fun. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, that the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and do not gather just a few. And when you've come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all of those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass that when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said, there is not another vessel. The oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons shall live on the rest. So Elijah told her to go find every empty vessel she could, collecting them from everyone she knew. God's provision for her lack and her fear was to use empty vessels. The miracle of abundant, fresh oil is wonderful. But I think more significant than that is God's use of empty things. Here's an empty woman with a seemingly empty future, a widow who's afraid that her sons will become slaves, and they are her future. Back in that day, her sons, since she's a widow, they were her future, but they were going to become slaves. So God used her emptiness as a reason for a miracle. When we buffer, when we pursue external experiences to avoid things and pursue things outside of what the Lord has for us, we fill ourselves up with nothing. We fill ourselves up with more void. It's the illusion that buffering holds that draws us. It's an avoidance of ever actually feeling the emptiness. But God calls us to be emptied out so he can fill us. In the last episode of 28, um, I talked about God using my sickness on my vacation to help me see how much I was continuing to work instead of rest, even though I was enjoying it, I was not shutting off. And my work and my family and my health obviously was suffering. And I'm pretty good with my boundaries. And yet, this one, it still slipped by me because I've been really pushing hard to get a lot done in the past few months. So I didn't allow myself to rest and actually empty so that God could fill me up. I kept going and I kept letting void fill a void. Well, God's calling on your life, whether it's being a coach or a parent a spouse or a teacher, a business owner, a cook or a CEO, it just doesn't matter. It requires us to be emptied out from time to time. God wants to fill us up and he delights in doing it because he wants to pour into us what we can't create on our own. You simply cannot live an abundant life without acknowledging the beige life, the, the buffering life. You have to acknowledge it and then move from it into the green zone, the life zone, the abundance. 
I encourage you to stay on track. And if you're experiencing uncomfortable things in becoming a coach and building a business that make you want to run and give up, and I just encourage you to press in and say, Lord, your servant has nothing in my house but a jar of oil, one little jar. What can you do with it, Lord? How can you use this to provide for and protect me? What is your will in my life and my business and my coaching? Show me how you can lead me, even in the scary stuff and the mundane things. And when I hit my head against another wall of things I just don't know how to do, show me a window in the wall that I couldn't see on my own. Help me to turn to you when I feel hard things and negative emotions and teach me to persevere and grow in confidence. Grow me into the entrepreneur that you want me to be. Guide me to become the best guide I can be. Help me use these circumstances in my own life to lead others into truth and wholeheartedness, and I will go collect all of the empty things I can find, Lord, and set them here so you can fill them up. Forgive me for filling myself up and partnering with the nothing. Teach me how to wait upon you and trust in your timing for my life and my calling and my business to feel and experience hard things with belief and faith that you're in them, and I don't need to escape anything because you are my refuge. You've got this friend. And if, you know, if you're struggling with things in life and in business that make you want to turn and tuck your tail, just sit with God for a minute, ask him which way to go. And remember that it's okay to rest. Resting is not the same as quitting. All of the buffering roads will, will lead you to eventually quit. Because when you press on, you will keep encountering resistance and hard things and even suffering. And buffering seems to be a way out of suffering, but it's a lie. It's not true. It's not going to get you out of the mess. It's going to dig you deeper into a rut. And then you're likely not going to meet Jesus in the buffering beige zone, but you will absolutely meet him in the life zone. And that's where you're going to be transformed. So invite Jesus into this transformation journey of becoming a coach and an entrepreneur because he's in it with you and he's going to provide for you, protect you, and be your refuge. Until next time, friends. Are you ready to become a hero in your own story by investing in yourself through life coaching? Are you looking to become an amazing guide to others by becoming a coach or up-leveling your current practice? Then check out sterlingandstonementoring.com to see how we can work together. And don't forget, it's really easy to say thanks if any of this free content has been a blessing to you just by leaving a quick written review over on Apple Podcasts. And thank you in advance.